Welcome to Chillin' with Ice with me, Lori Fetrick, or most of you know me as Ice from the American Gladiators. Thank you for joining me on this podcast where we're going to dive in and go behind the scenes on the number one hit iconic show of the 90s. It's time to get up close and personal on what drove us to be gladiators, what challenges we faced, and how we overcame to reach all of our goals. I know in this first season, inquiring minds want to know, was there drama, fights, hookups? Are we all still friends? What did we do in our personal lives and how are we staying in such good shape years later? Well, stay right here and let's get into Chillin' with Ice. Before we dive into our incredible episode today, I want to let you know that this is a self-funded podcast and I would love your support. For the cost of a cup of coffee a month, you can donate to my Patreon page and that would make all the difference in the world. For the small donation, you will get back so much in rewards, like you can watch all of my podcasts on video. I will have exclusive content like behind the scenes footage, a private Facebook group where you can interact with me directly and other VIP fans, a monthly Q&A, direct shout outs and follows from me to you on your social media and so much more. Find me on Patreon at Chillin' With Ice or click the link in the show notes now. Okay, let's dive in. We are Chillin' With Ice. Dude, I love my intro now. Can you just do this like all the time for me? I've been doing it for the last like three episodes. So you you are, you're you're welcome. (laughs) I can do some ADRs so your editor can uh, lay it in for all the other episodes that that don't have it, so. I like the radio voice. Do it one more time for me. We are chilling with ice. You say it way better than I do. Why don't you try it? <laughs> we are chilling with ice. You got to do a little bit of a get it, get it, no, It kind of sounds more some... sexual the way I say it. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you no, you, you've, you... Got the, you've got the late night radio voice. He's got the, yeah. he's got some. Yeah, you've got the, you've got the grit. You want me to say, you want me to do it in Spanish? Can you? No. What? That was it? <laughs> Is that it? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love, uh, you know, I love a Spanish type of, oh, now you're Googling it. He's Googling how to say it in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I can speak Spanish. You know, I just it's, don't. yeah, it's very exciting to me when I hear, you know, other languages. <laughs> Something about that is, you know, it's kind of I don't really... know. How, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> See, Jeff, you can't even say it. Relajandos con helio. Oh, to, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to call my mom to ask. Can you say actual, it a little bit more, like you know, kind of like in the more sexy kind of yeah, way? Yeah, like if you were whispering in a girl's ear. Relajandos con helio. <laughs> that just sounds creepy. <laughs> that actually does. <laughs> Didn't we go over this whenever I was on your pod with Jai a few a I few times? I think we did. Yeah, I think yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Thanks for uh, coming a, in, Jeff. No problem. I it's good really to see you. Really enjoy doing my podcast with you. Yeah, of course. Who do we have today? Um, well, we have a very special guest today. Aww. They're always special. Yes, Everyone is special. Very special. Yeah. Um, we have a Dr. Satyavani. A doctor. Hold on. Gayatri. Oh, you got it. Oh, I got it. Dr. Nice. Satyavani Gayatri. Yep. She is an author. She wrote a book and it's called Pain to Power. Cool. And I think we have it here today, I do. as a matter of fact, and we I'm, will talk about it. Um, very excited to interview this woman. She's a very powerful woman. And um, she's went through a lot of different struggles. And she's come out the other side. And now she's here to tell us about it today. Amazing. And so I'm very excited. So without further ado, oh, my goodness, let's bring her in and 
and have a wonderful podcast today, Dr. Satyavani Gayatri. How are you? Oh my God, so good. Thanks for showing up. Thank you for having me. And for the record, you don't have to go through the whole name. You can just call me Sat. Sat. That, I like Satyavani. Okay, though. if you want to call me Satyavani, it Satyavani, actually sounds like a really. It, it's a very cool name to sound. It's like you know, it's <laughs> it's a fun name to say, <laughs> Satyavani. Thank you. You know, it's like remember that movie. What movie was it? Oh, Elf. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> Love Sat Elf. To where he goes, Francisco, and he goes, "Ooh, that's a fun name to say, Francisco." And he kept saying it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking. Satyavani. It's a very cool name. Thank you. It means um, the speaker of truth. The speaker of truth. Yes. So let's, I, I'm just going to dive right in here Go for, for a second. It. Go for it. You, you mentioned that you actually changed your name. I did. Can I, can I ask why? So uh, my birth name, and this is really actually an interesting story, and I actually talk about this in my book, that the, my birth name is Kelly. Kelly? Yeah, like Kelly Harrington. Like how, you look like a Kelly. Yeah, yeah, that's what a lot of people say. <laughs> it's, um, but it's, it's Kelly with an I. Okay. Um, and uh, the, the origin is Gaelic. Um, okay. You know, I couldn't be any more Irish Catholic. Right. And Polish Catholic. My mom is Polish. My father's Irish. And Kelly actually translates um, to mean warrior. Okay. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, many moons later, um, my name changed to Satyavani when I was initiated into my yoga lineage. Got it. So um, when you decide to become what is known as an acharya, mm -hmm. um, which is a spiritual teacher, and my, my guru, my teacher, as well as my other teachers, they... They know you over a series of years, and so they understand your personality, you know, what it is that you're going to put into the world, et cetera, and so they choose a Sanskrit name, um, and so when you get initiated into your lineage, you're given a new name because it is the, the significance around it is that you're leaving your old life and you're stepping into your new life. And you see this a lot in a lot of, you know, spiritual traditions, you know, people that go into the monastery or the convent or, you know, whatever, um, the Pope takes on a new name, et cetera. Um, so so yeah. when you leave the, is it, is it like leaving your old name, leaving your, your type of your old life? Is it being disattached to your name per se and going into, is, is that kind of yeah. why? Yeah. But aren't you just attaching to a new name? It's, in a new realm? It, it's, I like that. Yeah. So it's, it's moving from one life into a new life that has a different, what we call in my world, dharma. A, Got it. A different, uh, different purpose. So dharma is your purpose in life. What is it that you're meant here to do? Which right. is beyond, you know, you have a purpose, you know, Jeff has a purpose, everybody. Jeff, what is your yeah, purpose? Yeah, Jeff, what is your purpose? <laughs> podcasting. There you go. There we go. Okay. He's, he's so a podcast Jeff is a podcasting. He's a podcast guru. So, right. um, and so the, and your life purpose is something that is, you know, way beyond your, your job. Okay. It is, you know, what is, what am I really here on this planet to do? And, right. And that becomes very crystal clear. Like for me, it is, my job in this world is to empower women. Like, I know that. And it is comes it just in, women? Yep. Uh, well, that's my focus. Okay. That's my focus. I definitely, I mean, I've had many male clients and, and interact with men all the time. Right. Uh, but my, my focus is, is women for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. So before I kind of go dive down into. Down the rabbit hole? That rabbit <laughs> hole. <laughs> um, I'm glad you have a sense of humor about that one. <laughs> oh, there is nothing. 
<laughs> that you could say ice. <laughs> that would surprise me. That's always, funny. Yeah, no, I'm uh, very much rolling I, with it. I do kind of want to get back into your backstory just a tad. Sure. Okay. And that is, um, I mean, I brought my I brought my little notebook here today because, Great. and usually I don't because, but yet you you had a lot going on. So. Um, you were a swimmer, you were a triathlete, mm-hmm. you were on your way to going pro. Mm-hmm. Um, how old were you at that time? Like 19-ish? Yes. Okay. When 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 yeah. that changed. Okay. Yes. So going going in that direction, and then unfortunately, God, terrible event, you got hit by a car and then you mm-hmm. had to have 18 to 20 surgeries. Is that I, correct? I had surgery for 18, 18 months. To, over sorry. 18 okay, months, yeah. Okay. So I had multiple surgeries, and the surgeries and the occupational therapy were about 18 months. What was the main Shoulders. See, shoulders. You can, you can see them. You can gotcha. See. Okay. I got scars on both shoulders. Um, I dislocated both of my shoulders because when I got hit by the car, um, I was thrown about 20 feet. Okay. And so, you know, your instinct is to break your fall. Of course. Your arms yeah. Out. Well, that didn't turn out too well. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was, Arms down, shoulders out. You know, Got that's it. really what happened. And then um, I dislocated my right hip. I broke my left femur. I had a concussion. Wow. Um, yeah. It How was, fast was that car going? That Roughly. car, it, the car ran a stop sign. Um, so I grew up in, in New York. And so I was in New York City riding my bike, which a lot of people say is a death sentence, which for the most part is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh gentleman ran a stop sign and probably was going 25, 30 miles an hour. Okay. And so, you know, 25 to 30 miles an hour, you know. Is a good speed. Is a pretty big clip when when you're on a bicycle. Absolutely. Yeah. And he just nailed you. Just nailed me right from the side. Wow. Yeah. And um, just projected me about, you know, 15 to 20 feet. And and actually there was a a gentleman who was running the, um, a bodega um, across across the street that saw the whole thing happen and called the ambulance and everything. So like from the moment of impact to the time that I woke up in the hospital, I had no idea what happened. Okay. So it just, boom, boom. that fast. Instantaneous. And I mean, and there's kind of a mystical story that goes along with it right. um, that I won't bore you with, but okay. uh, it was, uh, I, you know, definitely. Did you see the white light? This episode's actually sponsored by icetshirts.com and you can get your OG gladiator hat. You can get your OG t-shirt. You can get Chillin' with Ice hats, Chillin' with Ice t-shirts. I have all kinds of fun stuff on it. So go to icetshirts.com today. I, I actually saw my grandmother. Okay. So I have this connection with my grandmother um, on my father's side. And she came and visited me and she says, you're going to survive this. But So um, all that's real that people talk about. That oh, it actually it's very really real. happens. Oh, it's very real. Wow. It's very real. Like, our, mind are so, our minds are so absolutely unbelievably powerful and just the whole, yeah. It's the whole an, thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was pretty incredible. And um, so I didn't see white light, which meant that I, I wasn't, I wasn't you going. You weren't there yet. I, I wasn't going. <laughs> I saw okay. some time left. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that yeah, was a good thing. Exactly. Uh, but she, um, she directed me and she said, you know, this, this is going to be a life-changing um, event for you. And, and it was. Mm. And it was. Everything from that moment changed. And my whole life trajectory changed as a result. So how old were you actually when you started your athletic journey? I will say, let's, I'm going to say eight. Okay, so you're eight eight years old. Yep. When did you decide you wanted to be a triathlete? At what age? I decided I wanted to be a triathlete at about 17. 
Okay. 17, yeah. What were you doing between 8 and 17? What sports? Swimming. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a competitive swimmer. Um, I What style what I, were you doing? I was um, a freestyle sprinter. Okay. So 1,500 freestyle, um, and that, that was definitely my jam. See, I sink. I, I don't do. believe that. I do. I'm not. I mean, I, I, I have had so many people go. We need to teach you to swim. I mean, I know how to swim. I just can't, like, you know. I, I can teach I, you how to swim. I can't. If someday you'd swim, like me to. Like, I mean, the minute that I pull this arm up, you know, when you do the head turn, yeah. I get a mouthful of water. Okay. You know, and mm -hmm. it's just like that, and and it's funny because, um, I, I won't. I'm going to go off on a small little tangent go. here, but it's when okay. I was training mm -hmm. and I was in gladiators and mm -hmm. that was one of the things it was like I'm going to change my body just a tad and everybody's like start swimming yeah because it changes your body it really does and it's excellent not it, only for training but also for recovery everything yeah yeah so it's, I mean, it's, it's amazing it's an amazing sport so went up to LA fitness okay and that's over here um in Hollywood off of Santa Monica Boulevard mm -hmm. and at the top of the LA fitness I think it was LA fitness um, was her swimming pool. Nice. And so my friend and I, Joey, used to go up there, and Joey was a big swimmer, and she used to try to teach me. <laughs> just, and interesting enough, at that point in time, that's when Julian Michaels was not Julian Michaels. Julian okay. Michaels was just a normal, like, chick hanging out, watching right. everybody else train and everything. She used to be up there all the time, and she used to be up there swimming. And her and jo Joey were friends, you know, a little bit. But and it was it was one of those times where I just I tried it over and over and over for like two months and I just couldn't get the hang of it. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's a very difficult sport for me. Do you me. know how to dance? I'm a very good dancer when okay. I want to be. Okay. When you when you want to be. Okay. <laughs> Few drinks and I can move. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend drinks before swimming. That's true. But, but, That's true. But you know what was interesting is that prior to going into um, into sports and becoming a swimmer, I was a dancer. Oh, okay. And so. There is a rhythm yes. to, I mean, swimming. just like anything. There's a rhythm yeah. to anything. Exactly. So yeah. with swimming, you know, there is a rhythm to it, et cetera. And, and it's really just a matter of getting that rhythm and that momentum for you. Yeah. And that's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just mm -hmm. have to probably try it over and over and, you yeah. know. But yeah, it always looked like a lot of fun. It as is. As far as like that's concerned. So you were a swimmer and then around 17, you decided you wanted to go into racing the, triathlons, doing triathlons. Okay. Mm -hmm. First of all, I hate running. So, oh, so kudos to you. Uh, no, I, no, uh, no, no. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Everybody hate, hate it. it. Okay. <laughs> hate running. Yeah. And I do it because I hate it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's, it's all mental toughness for me. Yeah. It's like, okay, you hate this. It's so easy to do the things you love. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I have to, I have to do something. It is that I, I, and out of the three sports within a triathlon, for me, it was progressively worse, like swimming out of the gate. Cause actually most triathletes are not very good swimmers. Interesting. Most of them come into racing triathlons either as cyclists or runners. Okay. So it was like out of the gate, I had the advantage and then like I could maintain on a bike mm -hmm. And then as soon as we hit the run, it was like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> biking biking for me, I think I would enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, I really would. That would be fine. It is. But the running part, I'd just be it's like, terrible. I'm out. Right. And I only did sprint and Olympic distance mm -hmm. triathlons. Um, you know, anything. I mean, I'm actually training right now with a friend to run a 10K. Um, and next year I'm going to try a half marathon. And then the year after that, I'm going to try a full marathon. Okay. So I just, you know, set Good. these little, these Good. little goals. But, um, when I was racing triathlons, I never ran over a 10 K. 
So your shoulders got messed up so bad that oh, that yeah. was the swimming part. Yes. So why not go into something other than the triathlon then? Well, I was... I mean, I know your hips and everything else. I yeah. mean, but mm -hmm. was there... At that point in time, being an athlete, yep. it's like I'm wondering if you thought about going into something else to compete. Well, what actually happened as a result afterwards was that I wound up going into into yoga. Okay. Um, and yoga is not, you know, it's not a, well, although, you know, they're- Yoga's uh, hard. It's really hard. Yoga's, I've it's tried really hard. yoga. It's I've really tried hard. yoga- yeah. Like every once in a while throughout my life, mm -hmm. at least once a year. Mm -hmm. And every once a year, I'm not it. even joking. And once a year I'm in there and every time I'm in that class, I do this. What the hell am I here for? Right, right. I can't stand this. Right. It's boring. I'm not sweating. And then I go like this. Holy shit, this stretch is hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, this is hard to breathe through. Yeah. You know, and then yeah. I start doing that process. Mm -hmm. Well, if you do hot yoga, you will be sweating. So, so I got into after my accident, I, my occupational therapist actually said, and this was in the nineties. So like yoga became a huge thing in the early 2000s. Oh, I remember. Yeah. But in the nineties, it was still this like weirdo hippie thing that mm -hmm. people like, oh, is it stretching? Like, what is are, it? are you yeah, looking for it? enlightenment? You know, it was, I mean, and there's a whole history around that. And then that. the whole spirituality thing. Absolutely. And and that's what I guess I didn't understand yeah. because I was like, I'm not enjoying the, the actual practice of the yoga, physical. more or less even let my mind go yeah. into a meditation spiritual thing because mm -hmm. my body's going, oh my God, this hurts. What right. am I doing? Right. This and for? that's the point. <laughs> and that's the point. Is that the point? Oh, absolutely. So so in the West and specifically in the States, there is an emphasis on the body. And so yoga became popular as a physical practice. And and in Sanskrit the word is known as asana, which means um seat. It means posture. And so that's how it became very popularized because, you know, everybody was all about, oh, this is the next, quote, fitness craze. Mm -hmm. That was never the intention. You know, the intention actually of yoga is to calm the mind mm -hmm. so that you can open your heart to things like care, compassion, and love. But you have to go through the struggle of the body because the body how is- How long good. does that take, uh, though? 30 years. <laughs> That's how long it's been going on for me. So 30 years of... That's yeah. a long time oh. to get into that. Oh. I mean, I don't think I have that patience. It's, it's, it's a commitment, but it, but it will It's also, a lifestyle. It is. It's a lifestyle and it'll, and it'll change your life. It really will. I mean, and it changed my life. I mean, at the time in which I, my swimming and triathlon career were over, it was exactly what needed to happen. And okay. so my, my OT was like, hey, look, I've done everything it is that I can do for you you should try this thing called yoga. Because I was actually told that I was never going to have full range of motion with my arms and legs ever mm -hmm. again. And at the time after the surgery and occupational therapy, I could only lift my arm about this high. Mm. And so then after yoga, it was like, you know, full range of motion right. happened. So, I know it's great for your body. Oh, it's, it's, an, it's, I mean, there's no, I'm not even, there's even no comparison. questioning that. Yeah, there's no comparison. You know. Um, I mean, and you have to couple it with other things, of et course. cetera. But, yeah. um, and so that was, that was a gateway for me to, because what I really loved about it was, and I, I started out actually with a hot yoga practice. So mm -hmm. you, you know, you're in a room heated to 105 degrees. <gasps> 
you know, doing these postures. And so it combined for me my love of sport mm-hmm. and like competition and athleticism with the beauty of dance. Were you competing with yourself? Meaning like the competition was, okay, I need to stay in this room that's 105 degrees while I'm doing this yoga practice with my body. Yep. And it's the, oh my God, I got to stay here kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's mental toughness. Yeah, because and I'd want to get up and leave. I, most people do. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things that it was, okay, I, if I can get through this, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a metaphor for life. It really is a metaphor for life because, I mean, the reality is, is that life is hard. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go through struggles. You you go yeah. through all sorts of struggles, but if I can get through this next 60, 75 or 90 minutes in this room at 106 degrees and enjoy it afterwards. Do you really enjoy oh, it? Oh yeah, now yeah. Yeah. In the beginning it was like what the Exactly. <laughs> but but then and I don't know if, if cursing is allowed on the show. So oh, you can I'll say, say fuck all day long. Okay, great, because I'm I'm an F bomb I know, and that's why when but, we talked on the phone, I was like, all right, <laughs> we click. We, we this got is this. awesome. <laughs> but like like the first time I was yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm I'm suffocating to death. Yeah. And then you get out of the class and you take a shower. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing better than that. I was actually at a class with my brother last night, and he hates it, but he does it because he's like I got it, you know, I got to keep toned. I don't want to get stiff, you know, because as we get older, we get stiff and the whole thing. And, and so we went to a class together and I was like, it's horribly amazing, isn't it? And he's like, that's perfect. And that's what it is. Okay. It's kind of like, I mean, what's happening right now with all the ice baths? Cold plunges are horribly amazing. There you go. <laughs> it's like, isn't that fascinating yep. to where it's like, the things that are the most uncomfortable for you are usually horribly amazing for you. A thousand percent. Even the foods that we eat. A thousand percent. You know, the foods that, that are bland, that are boring, that it just like they're the pal- it's just not pal- palatable at mm-hmm. all. And those are the foods that are probably the best for you. The best tasting foods are the worst for you. Horrible. Horrible. And they're usually brown, yellow, and red in color. The and horrible white. ones, right? And white, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The sugar. Exactly. And so hot yoga is, mm-hmm. yeah, anything that we do for our bodies. So you went down this path, you went into yoga, mm-hmm. and then basically after that, you you also found something else. Now you mm-hmm. said, I remember something about you saying there's got to be more, there's got to be a better way. Yeah, there has to be a better way. You know, and what were you referring to at that point? There's got to be a better way. A better way of what? So my my journey was very much a journey of, and I think a lot of people in general, and a lot of women specifically can relate to this, you know, a very type A, go, 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 you know, achievement means success mm-hmm. in the world. Um, and if you're not achieving, then you're not somebody, you know, mm-hmm. you, you become irrelevant, et cetera, et cetera. And literally by the time I was like 20, I was already burnt out. 20. Yeah. 20 is when we just start. Right, right. Like we're just, you're just getting ready to crank at that age. And I was already fried. Like I, I had, I had one of two master's degrees under my belt at that point in time. And I'm like, you know, I grew up on the East Coast in New York City where it's go, 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 oh, go, go. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, the whole thing. It's no different yeah. here than LA. Yeah. You know, it's the same jam. Just different. Yeah. And- We have more trees. You- 
<laughs> it depends. It depends. Upstate New York know, is a lot know, of nature. Yeah, but, upstate but, New York but, is beautiful. Yeah, but New York City. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. Okay. And it was just, you know, I was, I was fried and it was like, th- th- there's, there's gotta be something better than this. Yeah. Not easier. Yeah. But better. I have no problem with hard. You don't right. have anything problems no, with hard. No, I have no you problem know. with work. Right. Like, I love to work, yeah. especially if I'm working in my purpose. But you were mentally fried. Done. Just done. And 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 it mentally, I mean, 20 years old mentally. I mean, it's oh. almost like you're not even completely developed yet. Not even close. Yeah. And I was depressed and anxious and, you know, had just everything it was that I was starting to form as my, quote, identity, mm-hmm. which I now, you know, at 49 years old, I know differently. But what I was forming as my identity at that time was gone, like in an instant, you know, one car accident, boom, done, finished. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, okay, well, what the fuck do I do now? Right. Who am I? And so yoga took me on the journey of who am I. But you had master's degree underneath you. I did. Where were you going with that? Education. So I, I was teaching high school social studies um, and then I eventually moved into academia and um, taught at the university level and then became a university administrator. I mean, I was on this like wow, trajectory, okay. yeah. you know, that like I, you know, became one of the deans at San Francisco State University and like, you know, like lived the life. And, Dude, uh, yeah. that's, yeah. It was okay. cool. It was yeah. cool. You know, I did a doctorate. But your you know. identity was still wrapped up in being an athlete. Yeah, it was, it was that, but also like the idea of what what is what is the meaning behind all of this like what what am i doing what am i actually doing and all of those things are great it's like you know here's here's the resume great you know that and a buck 50 will get me on the bus but what am i doing as far as like purpose is concerned and am i really happy and i wasn't and mm-hmm. i was not happy mm-hmm. and so yoga took me on the journey of figuring out like who the hell am i mm-hmm. and you know what what is really joy and and how can I have joy and meaning and purpose in my life? And in your 20s, starting at 20, that's when that, to be honest with you, that's when that journey really starts. It does. It, it does. does. It really does. I mean, I remember being in my 20s and, you know, I was journaling and I was, mm-hmm. you know, you listening you to sad, sappy songs. Totally. And, <laughs> you know, totally. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Am I gay? Am I not gay? Do I like men? Do I like women? What's happening in my life right now? Absolutely. Where am I going? I didn't have, I didn't personally have a degree. I didn't mm-hmm. go to college. And so I was just, you know. Lucky you. What doors? <laughs> well, no, I don't know if that's lucky me or not. Okay. Well, I don't I, know if I missed out. Yeah, you know what? I completely appreciate that. You know that. what I'm saying? I, I totally I don't know what know. you mean. Yeah. I Being mean, on the other side of that, I'm kind of like, yeah, college was kind of a scam. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, and, 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 you know, I mean, nowadays, you know, you talk I don't about regret it. It's, it. it's like an indoctrination type of program type of this totally. is we're going to mold you and this is what you're going to believe and this is what you're going to do. And, and this is going to how you're going to think. Yeah. And this is exactly how you're going to think. And you're mm-hmm. going to be in debt the rest of your life, especially if you go for two masters. And a doctorate. <laughs> and a doctorate. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I've learned that throughout my life, but at the same time, it's mm-hmm. like, I think that, you know, and my friends know this. And I think when I was around 30, if I would have went, my path would have been going into chiropractic college. Nice. I wanted to become a chiropractor really bad. You can still do that. Dude, I'm 60. So oh, shit. Did I say that? I'm like, can we edit that? Edit. I'm not 60. <laughs> Girl, you look fabulous. Thank you. You're 29. I'm twi- 29. 29. 29. Uh, you know what, Jeff? I'll hold it 40. I'm good at 40. 
Forty is great. Forty is great. You're ten years younger than me. Number is great. But no, I'm. It's it, for me. It's too late to go back to college. Is it, it? It's okay. It's okay. I've already come to grips okay. with that. Okay. Totally come to grips. Because with that. the reality is, is that like you can do anything it is that you want at any stage in the. And game. that's why I'm podcasting, at, which is wonderful. <laughs> Which is great. Um, yeah, my my path, my journey is a little different. But yes, I, I completely understand mm-hmm. that. And I do. I, I wonder some days, God, did I did I miss the boat on that? And sure. What would I have done differently in my life? I totally understand you that. You know, if I had that crystal ball or that genie that, you know, <laughs> what do you want to do? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, your journey, it's like, that's, it's kind of, it's crazy. And you're right. When you're in your 20s, you're just like on that path of, who am I? Right. What am I doing? Uh, so. hmm now I, I I know that the um, what was the um, what was it that you actually at first when you said there's got to be a better way I thought oh did she create her own right. you know did she create her own yogi and her whole program mm-hmm. um, I did you did for the most part but but in the very beginning mm-hmm. where did you go what did you find well in the very beginning I I was continuing, I was, I was basically running two lives at the same time. Okay. Okay. So I had this, all of the energy that I had in my athletic career, Mm -hmm. I then put into academics. Okay. Went into academics and then was making academics my career. I started out as a high school social studies teacher, like I mentioned, and then moved all the way through academia. And Uh like, I, I was on a trajectory to become a university president. Wow. And I mean, I was I was the dean of a college at the age of 25, you know, which was somewhat unheard of. Yes. And I was like, I'm putting all my energy into this. And there was just still something that was just like, missing. something just wasn't fitting. So simultaneous to that, I'm, I'm running this, this yoga life. Okay. That I'm practicing yoga, I'm studying yoga. Um, and at the time, I was married to my ex-husband, and then um, then we got divorced, mm-hmm. and that was a good thing. And when I got divorced before I met my current husband, there there was a gap in time where I just really sunk into the study of yoga. Okay. And so, and I had several yoga teachers um, who were instructors of mine who were like, you know, you should really go to yoga teacher training. And I put it off and I put it off because I was finishing a doctorate and I was like, I got to get this done first. And, and that was, you know, my quote day to day job. Mm -hmm. And, and then something else happened. So then I, I'm in my day to day job and I had a a big transition from one university to another. Mm -hmm. And then when I got to the second university, I went from San Francisco State University to Chapman University in Orange County. And I was there for a couple of years, and then there was a huge transition then, which had to do with the you know the economics of California, and I was in in a specific unit that, for all intents and purposes, didn't have to exist. Okay. And so it was like the universe literally was like, okay, we are going to get you fired, and now what? Yeah. Right. And. You know, there's some terrifying parts of that because it's like, okay, you go from making a certain salary, living a certain life, et cetera, et cetera, to all of a sudden I have zero income. And that forced, um, and my husband and I, we got married at the, at prior to that. Uh And then it forced me to move from California back to New York. And that's when my husband and I were like, you know what, we've been 
practicing yoga for a long time. So and he's into yoga as well. Yes, he is. Okay. And so he, um, he actually, he went to yoga teacher training. I had started it. He went to yoga teacher training. He came back. I finished and we actually started our first yoga studio in New York. Okay. Um, on our property. Cool. It was, um, an old horse stable that we converted to a hot yoga studio. Love that. And we literally could maximum fit like 10 people in there. Okay. And, um, and that's when that whole journey happened. And I was still, you know, I still had a day job, mm -hmm. you know, as that was going, et cetera, et cetera. And then at one point in time, it was, um, we moved from New York to Oregon mm -hmm. and opened up our first commercial, um, yoga studio. Cause the other one, even though, I mean, it was quote commercial, it was on our property. Right. And like people would drive up our driveway and my husband made this little like rock parking lot uh -huh. and they would park in our driveway and then come to the back of the house to the yoga studio. And we were the only hot yoga studio within like a five county radius. So could so. you, could, is, was there any way to expand it to make it bigger? I mean, we, we could have, yeah. but I, I'll did be, did you like the small intimacy? I love, I absolutely did. Okay. I loved the intimacy of it. And then about the third year into it, um, in the location that we were at, I was like, I can't do another New York winter. I just mm. can't shovel fucking snow again. I fucking can't do it. And and my husband was like, Yeah, let's let's go. So we moved to the Pacific Northwest and we moved to um, Oregon. Opened up our first commercial studio um, in two thousand and nine. Okay, and things really took off from there. Okay, and then the irony was is that after that, we then went to um, do our advanced yoga teaching uh, teacher training at the Kripalu Institute in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And that's when everything became a game changer. So on the internet, there's, um, there's a couple photos of, of, uh Oh <laughs> yeah, we're going to go there. Sorry. It looks uh -oh. like, uh, it looks like a fucking cult. Let's be real. Oh, stop. it does. You guys are all wearing white. Yeah, You're yeah. all around. Yeah. Tell me that if a, an outsider just looking into you, you're going to have to convince me. Oh, God. Everybody says this. It's See? So, so tell quiet. me. But tell me why everybody says that. Okay. Well, because people put labels on things they don't understand. True. I'll okay. give you that. Okay. So they, you know, they put I, I labels on things they don't understand. absolutely give you that. And, and there's significance around, um, you know, like example, everybody wearing white. There's yes. significance around that. And what purity. That is, it is, it's, it's purity. And it is also like your connection to the divine, Got you know, it. however you define that. Like, and right. that's one of the things that like in all of the work it is that I do, like how you define the divine, or if you don't even believe in the divine, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. It is your, your personal connection to However it is, whatever it is, whatever it is, yeah, whether however it, be it is, God, source, nature, right, God, universe, the universe, yeah. whatever. Like, right. I believe in all of it because yeah. God knows I can use all of it. Yeah, <laughs> to to our um, to our you know growth and our advantage. Exactly. Um, you know to to live a good life, and you know so that the, the significance around that is is the is the the purity of stepping into being part of a divine mission and not, and not in this like cult like way, like, Oh, you know, it's, it's going to be this way. Well, the um, only reason I say mm -hmm. that is, is everybody knows this. Cause I talk about it on my podcast mm -hmm. a lot. And that is my mom was a very religious woman mm -hmm. and, and, and religion and spirituality are two very different things. 100%. Okay. 100%. Okay. But 
the the church that she was in and still mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. to me we kind of like joke around that it's literally a cult sure you know and a lot of them are yep you know um i'm sorry i think i oh god i shouldn't say that never mind Ooh, I was going to say something that could have got say me canceled. <laughs> no. Just say it. It's okay. Um, I, I, I like the whole Scientology thing is kind of, yeah. it's, oh, it's, it's out there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a thing and it's oh, out yeah. there, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. A lot of people judge a lot of things that they don't understand mm-hmm. and they will call. And, and I mean, you know, there, there are certain stigmas that surround certain areas. hundred percent. You know. Yeah. Oh, so, I'm like wide open to it. Believe me, I've been called a cult leader. I've been called, I mean, oh my God. Like the work that I do, I mean, I live in Boise, Idaho. Why would they call you a cult leader? Because where I live, I live in Boise, Idaho, it is the second most populated area of the Mormon church. Oh, okay. Outside of Salt Lake City. Okay, I didn't know um, that. I was I... raised Catholic. Yeah. You know, like I'm a recovering Catholic. And, <laughs> and so- <laughs> <laughs> and and so you have you have a very large Mormon presence. You have yeah. a very large fundamentalist Christian mm-hmm. um, presence, and you have a large Catholic presence. And so, like for me to be talking about spirituality in its most expansive way mm-hmm. and empowering women through them finding their own path mm-hmm. is like blasphemy mm-hmm. where I live. And so it's like, oh yeah, I mean. It's I I was I was at a book signing at Barnes and Noble in Boise um, last weekend. Okay, and uh, and it was great, and I and I love all of it. And I had a woman come up to me, and she's like, "Tell me about your book," you know. And so I tell her about it, and she's like, "Is it Christ centered?" And I was like, "Okay, didn't see that coming." Like, yeah, that's, that's I was what happened say, in my that's head. Kind of like, wow. But I was like, "Okay, didn't see that coming." And yeah. I was like, "Well," I said, it, "It depends on how you define Christ." Yeah. I said, you know, we we all have divinity in us, you know, and she was like, or is it more self-empowerment? And I was like, well, it's definitely self-empowerment. She's like, okay, thank you very much. Put the book down and walked away. You know, and that's fine. And like, wow. Okay. So she didn't even want self-empowerment. You know, no, not at all. You know, and it which was is, just, which is kind of odd and okay. You know, like, but then again, but then maybe, again, maybe not. but then again, I mean, I was just going to say, yeah. and let me, I got to go back to my mom again. And that mm-hmm. is. She believes that everything, 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 everything is God will give you, God will mm-hmm. grant you. In other words, you know, you don't do self, you know, empowerment. You don't do these things for yourself. Okay. It's and God right will there, provide. And right there is the difference between religion and spirituality. Yes. Yes. So religion is, it is done to you. Mm-hmm. Spirituality is you do something for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I often say, because I get a lot of women who ask me, you know, like, okay, well, do you believe in religion? I was like, you know, religion in of itself is not an issue. What has happened with religion, which makes it different from spirituality, is that it becomes the administration of God. I think it's a fear base. It is. I mean, especially Catholic. Yeah. Fear base. And it's like, you can, you can believe, mm-hmm. but this is how you have to believe. Yeah. This I mean, is how you have to do it. See, spirituality is something no you do for yourself. No doubt. My mom mm-hmm. My mom thinks her church is the only church right. that my exists. Church, my God is better than yours. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, great. You know, great. You're right. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah, like yeah. my God is better than your God. And my it's like, church yeah. is better than yours and mine will be saved and yours won't. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, I mean, it's just like, But like, really? think about that. I mean, you my know? mom and I get into this all the time. Totally. I, I challenge her. and Which is great. You know, it's, Which is it, great. And it's funny because she doesn't listen to my podcast, so it's okay. I say, you know? Sorry, mom. 
<laughs> my sister does. So, hey, Cheryl. Um, but um, hey, it, girl. It's funny because what's up, Cheryl? The, <laughs> there we go. Shout out to my sister. Um, but it's like for the first time, I was at my mother's over the weekend, and she started telling me the same story that mm-hmm. she's told me since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I never, ever, I never do this, but it just finally just clicked. And I was like, Mom, do you? ever get tired of telling us the same damn story all the time and she popped off so quickly she goes no okay and she goes i'm just hoping that it's going to sink in right and i'm like i think it sunk in when i was probably about 15 right like we're we're done now we're done now it's okay and she started laughing she goes well you you let me go further than your sister usually does and i said because i know it makes you happy See, there you go. You know, I know it makes you happy, and right. I know that you want to save me. Absolutely. You know, so yeah, it, okay. it's, it's like, fine. Let, let, let her try to save it, you. Exactly. It's fine. I mean, it's as fine. long as I marry a man on my deathbed, according to my mother, gotcha. I'm going to be saved. Okay. okay. Other than that, right. it's fine being right. gay throughout my life. Okay. It's it's really interesting. Okay. Yeah, because gay people don't get saved. I, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I just don't get that. <laughs> Anyway, sorry to go off on that tangent. No, 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 it's great. But um, yeah, you're right. Spirituality, religion, I mean, it's, you know, it is. It's just, it is a way of, you know, the, the, the belief, and I don't even want to call it a belief system because I, I, I believe everything is possible. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I think the difference is that in the work it is that, that I do, that I talk about in my book, et cetera, is that whatever it is that you believe doesn't mean shit unless you put action behind it. Absolutely. And That's so, everything in life. And so like my whole thing is show up, do the work, and lead by example. Mm-hmm. I don't care what is driving that behind you like in terms of your belief system because your beliefs and your emotions don't matter. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do with it. It's you got to get up and you got to show You got to show up and you got to do the work. And that's for everything. Every a thousand single percent. thing. It doesn't matter what you are doing in right. life. So yeah, I, I don't think I'd call it. I don't know if I would call you a cult leader. Thank you. I was. I have to I be mean, honest. I was actually really proud of myself that I achieved that title. There you <laughs> go. Hey, that. if that's the you because know. it was like it's it, if anybody knows me, yeah, they they're like what? Yeah, like oh god, no, 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 no. I mean, no. if you were sitting in a room and constantly recruiting and come over to my side, come over to my side, come over to my side, kind of nope. thing. Well, then that's that's a little different. No, you know, kind of thing. I've got to ask you what this word means. Yes. Jabaguana. Jai Baguan. Jai Baguan. Jai Baguan. I know. I can J-A-I. say it. So I, I, I put the guana on the end. That's okay. <laughs> is it like a biguana? See? What is, do you know what guana is? I don't. Why? It's, it, do you, hey, Jeff, do you ever watch Pet Detective? Ace Ventura? Yeah. Yeah, of course. What's guana? A guana? Oh my God. Guana. An iguana? A guana. An iguana. Guana. Guana. Just guana. Just guana. Never mind. Okay. All right. Jai I love that. What movie. does it mean? So Jai Bhagwan is the Sanskrit term. It means may your soul be victorious. May your soul be victorious. All in that one little word. In that one little word. And the reason is for that, that one little word in the dictionary? Not in an English dictionary, in okay. a Sanskrit dictionary. Okay. It's a Gujarati term, and Gujarat is um, a state in southern India. Um, it's a Sanskrit term, um, but it's used a lot in Gujarat. So, like, you've probably heard a million times, namaste. Namaste. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And what namaste, does that mean? Namaste means that the the light of the divine inside of me recognizes the light of the divine in you. Oh. So, it's, you know, it's right like like we homies. Yeah. You know. Namaste. Jai Bhagwan is similar, but it's a southern Indian um, term. Gotcha. And uh, And the reason why we say may your soul be victorious is because you are physically going to die. Yes, we are all going to. 
We Guaranteed. are all going to die. Right. We I've are. heard that somewhere We're before. We're all going to die. Like, that's what's yes, going to happen. Yes, apparently, I've, God, it's been beaten into my head for the last two months. We're all going to die. We are. I, I, it's Your funny. Your physical body is going to die. Yeah, that's and I guaranteed. have a fear of death, and I don't know why. Really? Yeah. Now, that, sh- that surprised me. But wait, hold on. Let me finish the definition, okay. and then I want to talk to you about that. Um, are you going to save me? I, no, I ain't saving <laughs> you. I, I, I wish I were that cool. Okay, go. I am not saving you. Um, the... The, the purpose behind it, meaning may your soul be victorious, is that like if you're if you're in it for the body game, like mm-hmm. you think that the body is get, like you're going to lose that game. Correct. But the soul and the Sanskrit word for that is Atman. The soul is going to live on forever. Forever. That's yeah. something that I believe that across spiritual channels, across religious 100%. channels, everybody talks about the soul. So yes. we have that in com- in common. Yes. So the idea is that, you know, may your soul be victorious, like work towards living soulfully yeah, because that's going to be your legacy. That's the thing that's going to live on forever. And so that's the point. May your soul be victorious. Like I want to see you win. Here's what's weird is I believe in all that. Mm-hmm. I really do. I believe the soul goes on. Yep. So I, I'm not quite sure where this whole weird death thing comes into play for me. Okay. Um, maybe it's the way. Okay. Maybe that's really what okay. it comes are you, down are to. You, you, just, you don't want it to be painful. Yeah. Yeah. Just quick. Yeah. Just get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a feeling you will die like I will, which is spontaneous combustion. <laughs> we're just going to explode. Oh. Give me your book. Let's we're see just, this thing. We're just Because <laughs> we're just always on fire. We're going to talk about your book for a second, and then okay. we're going to go into my gladiator world for a moment. Oh, God, I, I can't That's wait. going to be fun. Oh, my goodness. Um, what made you want to write a book from pain to pleasure? Um, see? I went from pain, pain to, to pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> Look at her. From pain to power. Right. Okay. Pain to power. When you woke up one morning, did you say, this is what I'm doing? This is, I'm going to write a book, and it needs to get out there. And it does. How long did it take you to write it? Well, I will say that obviously, I mean, I've been on the planet for 49 years, mm-hmm. um, and that book really starts with childhood um, mm-hmm. at the age of six uh, for the most part. And um, I have had so much great fortune with women who have told me their stories. Mm-hmm. And whether they come in as as a patient on a clinical level, whether they come in for spiritual slash life coaching, whether I meet them through the yoga channels, you know, a variety of different ways. And I've heard so many stories that people, feel, especially women, feel like they need to hide, that they need protection they feel shameful about, that they blame themselves for, et cetera. And I was like, and every individual woman I've ever met, I'm like, I always preface our first meeting by saying, there is not a thing you could tell me that I can't relate to. Mm -hmm. And I start out with giving them a snapshot of my story, Mm -hmm. which immediately is like... (sighs) Gives them the permission to actually tell theirs. Exactly. And, and... and then I can I can assist, I can help mm-hmm. get them physically healthy, mentally healthy, emotionally healthy, spiritually healthy, however, because we we are multidimensional selves. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes the weight off their shoulders. And so finally it was just like, I've got a story to tell. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of women out there can relate. I mean, and you know, you've you've read it in the sense that mm-hmm. there is, you know, I was sexually assaulted at six years old. I went through major mental illness, mm-hmm. went through physical crisis with my accident. I went through the identity crisis. Um, 
eating disorder. Um, I've been, I've been divorced, you know, bankruptcy. I mean, there's not a topic out of like the, the, the top 10 that I haven't experienced. And I really realized, you know, like, wow, this is my purpose. It's not only to tell this story, to share it with other women and very, very specifically for them to realize that these experiences, whether mine, yours, whatever, you can turn them into a fucking superpower Mm -hmm. and create not only the life it is that you want, but use that as the most powerful ingredients to be the most badass woman warrior, kick-ass individual you could be in this life because the universe needs it. The world needs it. Mm-hmm. The world needs more ices of the world. We need, <laughs> we do, we need more of that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and especially over like the past four years, like with the pandemic and, yeah. you know, COVID did a number on people. Yeah, it did. And just seeing like their lack of confidence and, and, you know, shame and blame and, and all of these things that have developed, you know, within them, even in that short time period, never mind their life. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, it's, it's time to tell this story and, and help motivate women and people across the board. Cause I've had many men buy the book. Oh, yeah. Um, push them to see this as like, I, there is not one thing I've got to be embarrassed about. Absolutely and that's why it's not. super raw. See, that's, that's amazing. Thank you. Great book. Thank you. Great book. From pain to power. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting because some of the some of the some of the terms, some of the words. I know mm-hmm. that you know the yogi terms and yep. stuff like that. But I just sprinkle it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just sprinkle it in so people can ask me questions about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, huh? That's, I mean, there is one in here, and it's um, use. I believe it's use anxiety to. Help me on this one. Yep. It's, it's anxiety the, is a superpower. Anxiety is a superpower. Yes, exactly. And I think many people can relate to anxiety. Oh, I, there's no doubt. I have little bats of anxiety. I mean, I live with the, it every day. Yeah. I can't say that I live with it every day. Now, my girlfriend used to be uh, chronic as far as like mm-hmm. her anxiety. Mm-hmm. Here's the interesting thing. And I think we spoke about this over the phone briefly. And that was because her hormones were imbalanced. Yes. As soon as she got her hormones balanced, mm-hmm. her anxiety completely went away. Mm-hmm. Had no idea, by the way. Mm-hmm. 42 years old, all these years. Yep. And she went and got her hormones balanced, and all of a sudden, anxiety went away. It's yep. like, wow, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying all medicines help and everything, but at the same time, it's like even my anxiety, the way my anxiety shows up is I get a, I get a twinge of lightheadedness. Ah. Uh-huh. You know, it's yep. not the, I mean, and, and I know what that is from. It, it's from the, the irregular breathing mm-hmm. when you get that anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. I mean, I, I always think my anxiety is gone, you know, but then it's like, here I am in Canada, in Montreal, and I'm looking at this ginormous Ferris wheel. I'm afraid of heights as I've gotten older. Okay. Not as I was younger, but okay, as I've gotten say, older. Okay, I was going to say, this is not a childhood thing. No, okay. interesting enough. And I'm looking at this thing, and my friend's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. And all of a sudden, it's like, don't think that I have my little safety net of Ativan in my purse, <laughs> you know? So funny. And I, no kidding, I'm not joking. And all of a sudden, it's like, I take a step towards when the door opens. I immediately... I'm not even joking, immediately get this lightheadedness. Mm-hmm. And I just like go, mm-hmm. I take a deep breath and I breathe and I acknowledge what it is, first Wonderful. and foremost. Absolutely. That's huge. Yeah. I acknowledge what's happening at this moment. And I take a step back and I go, give me five seconds. I kid you not, I reached in my purse, grabbed a half of it, put it under my tongue and I'm like, all right, now it's good to go. And it's, 
And for me, though, those are just in those moments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I could have, I could have went through the whole "let's breathe through this," mm-hmm. you know, catch your breath, enjoy the moment. I could have went all through that, but at the moment, I'm like, nope, I ain't got time for this shit. Let's mm-hmm. just move on mm-hmm. and let's just take that half of Ativan to just relax my nerves. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people are very against, you know, the Western medicine and all these kind of things. But at that moment, sure, that's all I wanted. Well, and and for the record, even though I'm in the Ayurvedic kind of holistic medicine, I and I say this to people all the time. I'm not opposed to Western allopathic allopathic medicine. It it serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. It's emergency medicine. Like, and that's exactly what it was. You yeah. had an emergency situation, and so therefore it was used. Yeah. The the how you are experiencing that anxiety and what you're saying about your girlfriend, you know, once her hormones got balanced, et cetera, that the the whole kind of vessel of all of that is fight or flight. Yes. You know, so your endocrine system and your nervous system are inextricably linked. So when she balances her hormones, then the fight or flight response of the sympathetic nervous system isn't on high alert. Mm -hmm. In your particular situation, the sympathetic nervous system was on high alert and that's its purpose. Its purpose there is to protect you. Yes, exactly. You felt like you were in danger, and it was there to protect you. Yeah, I you was. Know? It was too high. So it's like this. This is too much. <laughs> yeah. This is too much. Absolutely. Yeah. And the what what I do is I try to give people, and specifically women, tools mm-hmm. to practice so that when that sympathetic nervous system becomes activated that tool is in place because it's been practiced so many times. That you can just pull it up you can automatically. Pull it out. That you can pull it out. So yeah. it becomes the quote-unquote emergency medicine. And that makes sense. If that makes any sense. 100%. But, it's, it, but it has to be practiced. Yes. And so, it has to be like that muscle absolutely. that you can just use and turn on at any moment. A thousand percent. Like, yeah. okay. But the fact that you're saying, okay, I recognize what this is. Yeah. That's huge. A that's lot huge. of people don't. Oh, most people don't. Interesting. Most people don't. And so then it becomes, I don't know what this is. I should therefore be afraid of it. Let me take the pill. Yeah. And that becomes the lifestyle mm-hmm. instead of like, okay, I know what this is. Mm-hmm. And yes, I can breathe through it, but I got I about, I got, but I got about three seconds this. to board this, this Ferris yeah, wheel or whatever. Exactly. So I'm going to do this. But with continued practice, I bet that if you went back to Montreal in a year, yeah, you wouldn't have to do something like that. Well, not only that, I've I'm already I already went up and I didn't I realized I didn't die. <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> no, exactly. I didn't die. You were not going to die. Yeah, you were not going to die. And yeah, and it so is we, fascinating that you can you can use that anxiety as a superpower because yes. it's it's a it's an energy. Yes, it is. It's a sensation that the the physical body is what I call the grossest part of you. Not gross, like ew, gross, yeah. but like the most physical and actually. When we are alerted through the physical body, so much has happened on the subtle body before mm-hmm. that that we're not even aware of. So by the time it gets to the physical body, the anxiety has been pumping for a while. Mm-hmm. So when it reveals itself as a sensation, we have been attuned to, oh, this is a sensation I don't recognize. And so therefore, I have to push it away. Mm-hmm. What if you stepped into it? What if it was like, okay, I'm going to allow this to consume me. You're going to live. 
And you're going to come out the other side. You're going to come out the other side. And I think that's mm-hmm. really what it is, is, is for people to understand when you have these bouts of anxiety, you're not going to die. You are not. You feel like you might. But the other thing is, it's a very uncomfortable place to be. Yes, it is. And that's where most humans are just like, screw this shit. I don't want to be in this uncomfortable position. Nope. And that's when they mask it with drugs and alcohols and, you know, Bingo. everything else. Absolutely. Bingo. Because yeah, we don't like it. We don't like pain. We don't like uncomfortableness. Oh, goodness, no. No, we'll Discomfort go Discomfort is not our superpower. Right. At all. And we're or f- patience. <laughs> yeah. We'll flee from it. Yep. What's your goal? What's your end game? What 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 are you accomplishing? I want to know where you want to go with this. I appreciate that question. So the I want to get the book in as many hands of women as possible. Okay. Um, and I call it the Shakti effect. So Shakti means energy, and it's a feminine energy. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, you get the book, you read it, and then you buy the book for another woman that you think would really relate to it, and mm-hmm. then that goes on and on and on and on. And ultimately, um, I have a, um, I have several women's programs that I would love to help women mm-hmm. with after they read the book to empower them to develop these tools on their own in order to see that their life experiences can absolutely be turned not only into a superpower, but a life of purpose. And so um, right now I have a program that's running that's called the Ayurveda 108. It's 108 days of eight simple practices that we do um, every day for Mm -hmm. And it's mental toughness. It's also developing a relationship with yourself, et cetera, et cetera. And they're very simple. Mm-hmm. And then what's in development right now, which will start next fall, is the Pain to Power program, which is a five-year program that- Do you um, actually think people have the the withstand, the patience, the the stability? That's not even a word, I don't believe. Oh, no, but, but it's a good know word. What I mean. Oh, I know exactly you what You know what I'm mean. saying? For yeah. five years, mm-hmm. because it's like our attention span- I see the six months, I see the year. Mm-hmm. Why not have like six months a year and then have an option for a year and have the option for a year? <laughs> it's just how, as far as how we think as humans, yeah. it's like a commitment. It is. But this is the thing. You have to make commitments in yeah, your life. you do. And one thing that I've learned, especially over the past four years is, and you know this, that A, if you don't make commitments, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. And people have cognitive dissonance around what is reality and what is not in mm-hmm. terms of, oh, I mean, you're a personal trainer. I'm sure you've used had- Used to be. Uh, okay. Okay. Used to be. But I'm sure you've had clients who are just like, I'm going to work out with you and have a in their minds that they are going to be in jacked fit shape- Within six months. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Not realistic. No. So that that cognitive distance, that gap between what they believe and what is reality is a big thing. Yeah. We have been fed in our culture to believe that you can have everything instantaneously. You don't really have to work that hard. Mm-hmm. And part of the mission of the book is not only how raw the story is, but to say, this is going to take a while mm-hmm. and like step out of the unrealistic life that we have been pumped through social media, et cetera, et cetera, that, oh, I can get fit in six months, et cetera, and step into the reality of like, what is really going on with your life? Yeah. 
and it's gonna take a while. I had a, I had a patient who came to see me um, a couple of weeks back, and I saw her initially a couple of years ago, and she made these huge changes and did so well, and now has reverted back. I was just going to ask right. that question. Yeah. They slip backwards. Oh yeah, and has reverted back. Okay, um, through a variety of for a variety of different reasons, mm-hmm. um, none of which matter because you're back in the chair sitting in front of me. Absolutely, and the. The real around that is, okay, now it's going to take you double the amount of time to get back to where it is that you were. So you need to expect that. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people don't want to hear what it is that I have to say because I don't really sugar. I mean, I'm like you. I don't sugarcoat shit. Mm-hmm. It's like this is going to be long. This is going to be hard. And if you're there, I'm going to stick it out with you. And yeah. what's on the other side of that? And so – Part of, again, the mission of the book and, and a pain to power program that's, you know, five years long mm-hmm. is this is how long it takes. Mm-hmm. And so you have to step into the realism of that. Now, if you don't want to and you want to continue to go on and think that like, oh, I can get in shape in six months or I can you know, deal with my anxiety, you. like yeah. go ahead and do that. Right. And, and I'll see you in 10 years in a worse condition. Right. Do you only work with people that really are committed? I mean, or do you take anybody on that's kind of half-ass in, half-ass out? I I will take people who are on the fence. Okay. But then you got to show me. Yeah. Action is everything. You got to commit. And I've had I've had several people who have come in who are just like, well, I'm going to test this out. So I'm like, okay, we'll see where that goes. Right. And have become like my largest advocates. See, that's And cool. are like – Oh my God, this was life transforming. And like people don't realize that like as they're in it, all of these transformational things start to happen in mm-hmm. their life. And they're like, oh my God. So it's not like, oh, this drudgery of a five-year program that I have to do, et cetera. It's like, no, this is your life. Yeah. Like take your shit seriously. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You're doing an amazing job. Thank you. You're doing a great service. Thank you. From pain to power. Yes. Satyavani. Yes. Thank you for coming in. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for having me. Quick question. Absolutely. If you had a gladiator name, what would it be? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I will share with you that my Krav Maga name Uh is Big Time. Big Time? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I kind of like warrior. I don't think there has been a warrior. Has there been a warrior Jeff? Not, not that I know gladiator? of. Gladiator? Yeah. I don't Maybe think it's so. because of the fact that it's too close to the word gladiator. Gladiator? Yeah. Okay. Warrior. Okay. If you were to name me, what would it I be? I can't even go there. Oh, okay. I don't even know. Okay. I was the worst at picking names. I would say fire. A lot of people pick fire. I'd pick fire. Yeah. A lot of people pick that. Yep. I am, um, I mean, my name was kind of a collaborative kind yeah, of. Yeah. How did yours come? I had like all the gladiators were sitting there and. It came from, we were just naming stuff. You okay. know, you literally look around the world and start naming stuff. Light, ceiling. Believe it or not, there was a, there was a, a, a was it a light shade? What was it? Sh- something light shade or something like that. There was a UK gladiator. And I was just like, I mean, some of these names are like ridiculous. Bizarre. Let's be real. So, um, I mean, Ice is pretty damn dope. Ice is pretty cool. And it came from Top Gun, the movie. Ice, Makes perfect sense. Ice Man. Yeah, it came out exactly right. the same Iceman. exact year. And somebody said that I could look like Val Kilmore's sister. And so it just kind of like, I don't know, it just kind of stuck. I love it. It was perfect. That's awesome. It was perfect. What was your favorite event to watch? Or what would you, more better question, what event would you have loved to do? The joust. The joust? Yes. Really? Yes. Just 
wail on somebody, beat the love shit it. out of them. Love it. <laughs> just love it. Just absolutely love it. Absolutely. I got to say this to everybody. It's funny because when she walked through the door and I gave her a hug, I was like, holy shit, you're short. I am short. I, I literally, <laughs> from your book, from your, your uh, big podcast. Big presence, short and high. Big presence. I thought, okay, this woman's got to be like 5'9". No. <laughs> you know? No, you're like, taller than I am. Holy shit, you're I short. I don't know if it's the fry boots, though, because I am wearing, uh, yeah, I'm wearing got, flat, you know, you know Flat little uh, that's true. vans. So, so joust. You just wanted to beat the shit out of somebody. Oh yeah, yeah. Jeff, what would you? What event? That's what we do in Croft. The joust for sure. Why does everybody love the joust so much? I think it's a. It's because it, a. It's difficult, and it's also a balance that you Absolutely. have to keep while you're getting knocked Absolutely. the shit out of yourself, and while yeah. you're also getting your own energy out to yeah. knock the fuck out of somebody else. Right. And there's know? strategy involved. Yes. Yeah. Well, my yes. strategy is no. just hit him first and knock the shit out of him. <laughs> That's and a great. That was my. I'm not even joking. Oh, I wear the that. helmet it's, and you I have the that. sticks and everything. Hit him like, first. That's hit so him hard. Cool. Yeah, because then it's going to knock him off balance, yep. and they're just going to go whoa. Yep. It's going to ring their bell, yep. and then I got him. I love it. Now, Powerball was my next one because we got the tackle. I think you would have loved that one too. I, you know what? I'd be into that. I'd be. The only thing I'd be concerned with is my shoulder. Let's pretend your shoulders were fine. Okay, then then we're all about it. Yeah, we're all about it. But yeah, I was I was all about the joust though. I don't know. There was just something about it, especially as they improved it over time. Yeah, you know, because I, you know, in the documentary and and also just having watched the show, it, yeah. you know, it definitely changed over time. But but yeah, no, I'd be I'd be all about it. The joust is yeah. so funny. No, human, and I think I think a lot no of human it, cannibal. You don't want anybody swinging down off a rope and knocking your ass off. Fuck no. Right. Who the hell does that? I, who invented the game? Oh my god! No it's crazy. way! No I way! I know no. it's it's nuts. <laughs> I am going to mention again because this podcast is coming out soon. Um, it'll hit next week, and that is we are going to be in New York, New York Comic Con, October thirty, uh, October twelfth through the fifteenth. No, it's going to be myself, Nitro, Zap, and Laser. So, yeah, it's going to be a great time. So I'm going to be there October 12th in New York Comic Con. Where are they hosting it? Um, It is right next to the Hudson River. Jacob Javits Center? Yes. Bingo. That's it. I looked it up. So that's where it's – what what is it? The Jacob Javits Center? Yes. So they do do a lot of events there. That's kind of the event center. And then I'm also going to be appearing at another toy show, which is November 2nd, which is up in Maryland. Nice. That's going to be a lot of fun. Now, are you st- are you going to New York, coming back to L.A., and then going yes. to Maryland? Yes. Gotcha. Going to New York, coming back, going to Maryland, and then... Um, and where in Maryland? I don't know. Okay. I don't know yet. And Jeff, here's another thing that's going to be exciting that's possibly coming up, and I will tease this a little bit, and that is a possibility of a gladiator tour. A handful of us, a grip of us, to where yeah. we'll be going around the country doing meet and greet Comic Con type of you know and shows. Podcasts, we hopefully. should talk about that. And yes, we I should wanna... talk about that because I I know this is gonna sound bizarre, but like Boise, Idaho, could be a lot of fun for you. Oh, we're I know. Well, the venues that we'll be hitting, interesting enough, they're not going to be super large. They're going to be more like anywhere from eight hundred to twelve hundred people, apparently. Love it. Because Boise is kind of intimate. like an up and coming city. Yes, they do, and and that is a perfect size. So yeah, let's, right. Let's talk about that. I would. I yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. So we're kind of we're in the we're in the negotiation period of that. Hopefully Wonderful. That's, so it's just the four of you then. Um, they might be some interchangeable gladiators, but okay. yeah, the, the interchangeable gladiators. I know. It's not going to. Uh, let's put it this way. It's going to be. It's going to be interchangeable gladiators. Um, it won't just be the four of us. I mean. 
I think that it'll be an, uh, an array of all of the gladiators kind of gotcha. you know, circulating prop- through. Yeah, it'll be like circulating through. It'll be like okay. four to five, you know, four to five of us gotcha. at all times going throughout. So we're looking at possibly 2022 city tour. That would be super nice. That. And so it's just. Well, it might be across. It might be across Canada. It might be across here in the United States. It could be, you know. So that's what it's in talks about. That awesome. And then Warren talks about um, possibly a uh, children's book, a series. I love that. Yeah, it's gonna be fun too. So yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things happening. So great, you know. um, Psyched for you. Yeah, I'm excited about that, and I'm excited for you and your book. Thank you. Coming all the way up from San Diego. I know you flew out here from yep. Boise. You went yep. to San Diego, met some family, came and drove up here this morning. So it was awesome. I appreciate that. That's a nice yeah. three-hour drive. That, it was so worth it. Good. I'm glad. So worth it. I so appreciate your time. Um, absolutely. People check this book out. Um, from Pain to Power and um, Dr. Satyavani. And tell us where else we can find you and your socials and your podcast. And awesome. I mean, you have your own podcast. I do. So let's uh, talk about it. Which I'm inviting you to be a guest on the Perfect. Ayurvedic Woman podcast. Ayurvedic? Ay- Ayurvedic. Ayurvedic Woman, yeah. So Ayurveda is the most ancient medical practice known to humankind, predates Chinese medicine by about 3,000 years, comes from ancient India. It is the medical science that is that I practice, that I work with patients on, and also is kind of infused into all of the work it is that I do. Perfect. Um, so the Ayurvedic Woman podcast, um, which is we're on all the podcast stations, Spotify, um, Apple. Across the board. Across the board. Got it. And What's your YouTube channel? My YouTube channel is Satyavani Rising, like the rising sun. Okay. Um, and my um, IG, mm-hmm. Instagram, is Satyavani Gayatri. So just like my name. Perfect. And the book is on Amazon. It's in Kindle, paperback, and hardcover. And that one is for you. Thank you. And mm-hmm. the way you spell Satyavani is S-A-T-Y-A-V-A-N-I. That is her first name, yep. last name. Gayatri. G- Gayatri, G-A-Y-A-T-R-I. And I did that without my glasses. God knows how. I am so <laughs> proud of you. I understand that perfectly. So... It, it's an amazing book. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast Thank today. You, and I look forward to talking with you more Same. outside of this. And I think that um, maybe, yes, we can do something together down the road. I think we will. I appreciate so, that very much. I appreciate that too. You're it's all like, about empowering. Yeah, absolutely. And you are woman warrior supreme. Thank so, you. Thank I you. appreciate that. Hey, thanks for watching Chilling with Ice. And until next week, um, stay tuned. We will be, let's see, who do we have next week? Oh, I can't tell you that. That's another special guest coming up. Um, But definitely check out, I was just recently on the Adam Carolla show as well. So we're going to go there. That might actually air next week. I'll bring that on. But thank you so much for listening. And until then, peace out. Thank you so much for listening to Chillin' with Ice. And don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, and share wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember to follow us on Patreon and YouTube at Chillin' With Ice. And on Instagram and TikTok, you can follow me at lori.ice.fetrick. I look forward to chilling with you next time here on Chillin' With Ice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.